0: Welcome to the 108th episode of News Dump, where we run through the hottest topics in the Lewis County news scene and discuss. I'm local man Aaron Vantile, joined today by Chronicle Executive Editor Eric Schwartz and Chronicle Reporter Isabel Vanderstoop, Stoop. And we're joined in spirit by sponsors Summit Funding and The Roof Doctor do we have any introductory comments, statements, questions we need to take care of before we dive right into the big news? <laughs> Let's dive into it. Diving on in? I got nothing. The initial August 2nd primary results are in. How do we feel about democracy?
1: Feeling, feeling good about our election systems for sure. And thankful for the people at the auditor's office working so hard.
2: All right. I was just going to say can we just go ahead and like remove any cloud of uncertainty and declare the Lewis County Auditors Office our heroes of the week? Yeah, they, so did they a nice can. Job. They can listen to the rest of the podcast with knowing that they are the hero of this podcast. I
1: I had another nom, but I'm fine with that.
2: We'll still talk about it when we get there. Okay. Um, we'll hold the title until we get there.
0: Okay. I was going to save this till a little bit later, but Crawler had some
2: photos of last-minute ballot seekers being turned away at the courthouse, which I thought was just hilarious. I thought it was funny. It was a good test of the system to make sure that they weren't giving them out any later than they are legally allowed. And you have to wonder if it was a test, like if it was like... Oh,
1: I bet they wonder that all the time at the auditor's office. Absolutely. I'm sure they are very thoughtful about their actions when it comes to like proving that they are working with integrity. I'm sure that'd be a tough job.
0: Mm -hmm. Do you think somebody walked up at like... Eight and two seconds past the clock, and one of the otters people was about to hand him a ballot, and Larry Grove just jumped out from behind the kiosk <laughs> and was like, ah, <laughs> no, and knocked it out of their hand. The, key <coughs> Get made the, the hell hell out of Combo style, just yeah. the no no. Uh, if it was Ernest, how does the
2: election sneak up on you like that? This campaign's been going on for years. I don't know. Maybe you thought it was 8.30 or something. Sometimes I want to go to McDonald's for breakfast and I forget that you have to be there by 10.30 to really guarantee it. Yeah, that's true. I'll
1: be honest. I didn't turn in my ballot until yesterday. I was oh, me either. not paying attention. I, I did just, mine
2: yesterday morning at the courthouse.
1: I got a lot of other stuff going on, you know?
2: You did You did go in and do your... No, no. Oh. No, I do the drop box at the courthouse. That's a little misleading. I guess it's a block away, but... I've been doing that for years. for For years now. Well, that's where I go. It feels like a voting experience for me. So mm-hmm. I'll, I'll, on election day, on Tuesday, I just before I come here, I'll drive straight there, and then it's into the office. Well, after your
0: rant the other day, uh, where you said actually the liberal swamp doesn't want you to know this, but you can totally vote in person, <laughs> and there's nothing they can do to stop you. I'm surprised you didn't do that. Should have.
2: Anyway, our there's first... going to be like a picture that surfaces, by the way, like editor files, like two ballots. Cause I took my wife's with me when I went to, <laughs> threw it in there. <laughs> just want to say.
1: You are allowed one. to do that. You're yeah, allowed I to so. drop somebody else's I was yeah, still after like all, like all that business
2: in King County. I was looking like, I was like, is there some, somebody <laughs> with binoculars here? Like, are there just... 2,000 mules around here? <laughs> I'm
0: just going to make a 2,000 mules reference. Uh, first up, the big swinging shit show for the third district. We have four main candidates we've been discussing over the last few months or year. I can't remember how long it's been. And we will just start from the bottom and move on up. We have a little bit of some sound bites to to react to how they did. Heidi St. John got 15.08% of the vote. All right. All right. Uh, Joe Kent got 20.11% of the vote.
1: And it seems to me <laughs> you lived your life like a candle. Wait, wait, wait. We're, we're
0: being given some additional information. We actually have a second sound drop for Joe Kent. Where is Cut it? Oh, come on. What the heck? This is <laughs> oh, is this for the write-in campaign? <laughs> <laughs> cut it off before the bad part. That was a good cut. Uh, yeah, Joe Kent, 20.11%. Jamie Herrera Butler, the incumbent, 24.48%. Don't
1: you know? <laughs> okay. <laughs> Not bad.
0: I was expecting some running up that <laughs> hill. Uh, that's too ominous. <laughs> also, the video for this song good lord, you got to watch it. <laughs> <laughs> Phenomenal stuff from Elton John. <laughs> <laughs> and from Marie Glusenkamp.
1: Glusenkamp.
0: Glusenkamp Perez, who is the leader in the clubhouse, 31.77% in the primary thus far. Thank you.
2: I enjoyed the musical that, commentary yeah, that by That was Aaron. a
1: really good one. That, that I like it. Thank you.
0: I worked really hard on that. Yeah. Uh, there are about 107,000 votes in on the first tally, which is about 57% of the ballots. Um, Also, Isabel was on a conference call with JHB Tuesday night, and we actually have a clip of her response to her fellow Republicans, too.
1: You could not live with your own failure. Oh, my gosh. (laughs) (laughs) Where did that bring you? Back to me. (laughs) Yeah, that... That was definitely her speaking. (laughs) (laughs)
0: Yeah, that's that's it. That's all I got on that one. Uh, reactions, folks.
1: Um, I had the opportunity to speak with uh, Representative Herrera Butler and with the with um, Marie glusenkamp Camp Perez over the last two days, and um, so we have a pretty pretty hefty story that will be in uh, tomorrow's paper and is probably going to be online. Soon. It's already there. Yeah. Yeah. There you go. So if you want to read more about their campaigns and sort of how they're handling the first reactions from the election, you can do that. It was it was a cool thing to be able to, like, get on that conference call. I'll just, like, brag a little bit because it was, like, very late and I was at the office and I got this email that was like, get on the Zoom call. And then there was, like, someone from the Seattle Times and – that it was. I said to Eric, "I'm a real reporter," and he was like, "You've been a real reporter," but mm-hmm. I felt very official, so it was cool.
2: Very cool. Uh, Schwartz, thoughts on this? I mean, it was one of those like rare races where nobody really knew what was going to happen. Like, yeah. uh, I think there's a lot of races where you know, if you're not that plugged in, you don't really know, but if you're really following it, you could probably guess. And until. You know, the Clark County dropped in Clark County was the last county to report its ballots last night. So you really couldn't even base it off of what had already been turned. Yeah, I think there
0: was 41,000 votes up Mm -hmm. for a while and then Clark County dropped and it jumped another 60,000 or so.
1: I had written. Oh, I'm sorry. Go ahead. I had written uh, three different briefs initially with like my predicted results, um, so that once I actually got the numbers, I could plug them in more easily. And I filed one of them, and then got the next like refresh, and then had to go back and get the, like it was really, really close throughout the whole thing. And I don't think anybody, even the candidates had a pulse on really how it was gonna shake out.
2: Yeah. And I think if you rolled it back to this time last year, maybe a year ago on this podcast, we discussed how Jamie Herrera Butler's best shot is if there's a long list of candidates in the race. And I think that's true. And I think everybody's pointing to Heidi St. John, who did really, really well for a fourth place finisher with 20,000 votes. Like, that's pretty impressive. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, and I should mention that our, the numbers are a little different than what you had announced, but it hasn't changed any substantial way. Yeah. Um, that way. And, uh, but yeah, Heidi St. John, that was, I mean, if you're a Joe Kent supporter, this is your Tanya Hardy, Nancy Kerrigan moment. And she just kneecapped him out in the parking lot. And, uh, yeah, I mean, that math is there, but I was also looking like, uh, you know, even Vicki Kraft had 3%. It's not a whole lot, but when you're only in third place by 4%, um, that, and some other things just went wrong. I think three or $4 million in PAC money came into the race at the last minute. And, uh-huh. Joe Kent, the the Bernie bro, Portland bro. What was it, Portland uh, Joe? Portland the Bernie Joe, bro. The Bernie bro. It felt like that was starting to land. Like I told you, I got a couple letters from uh, Kent supporters who were like, "Hmm, I wonder, like, did he vote for Bernie Sanders?" And <laughs> you got to wonder what decision they made at the end. So, anyways, it was a fun race to watch, and I think it'll be fun going into the primary since Kent says he's going to push a right in of some sort. Um, sure. Uh, what? Uh... So
0: what percentage are, what's the latest update on what percentage of ballots are in? And is there any wiggle room, um, you know, statistically based on your experience, is there any way that a Joe Kent or a Heidi St. John jumps up into that top two and surpasses JHP?
1: I don't know the percent, um, but I do know there have been about 10,000 ballots counted since um, we had those totals in from last night. Um, but there will be, uh, oh, actually, it's like five now. So maybe this is pretty close to accurate. Sorry. I'm like just- There's
2: obviously fewer and fewer votes every day. They they dump yeah. a count. There's not much left. I did have a gentleman leave me a voicemail, very nice voicemail, to just say that we shouldn't call the race yet because many of Joe Kent's supporters likely turned in their ballots on the final day so as to not allow them to be doctored by election officials, which- I thought it was laughable, but he was nice saying it. at least he was trying to do me a favor (laughs) just so you don't look like an idiot. So I'm not declaring anything yet. Okay.
1: It, it would be my guess that, um, St. John will get up a little bit higher as more votes are counted just because I think she did get so much like end of the race momentum, but it, it does not appear yet that there will be a major shakeup.
2: Okay. If you guys want to hear how each county guessing. went,
1: I don't know.
2: I thought it was kind of interesting. Lewis County is a Joe Kent for sure, 31%. Herrera Butler would have been in second at 27.49. Pacific was uh, Perez uh, with Herrera Butler in that second. Cowlitz went Jamie Herrera Butler mm-hmm. uh, just barely over uh, Marie Glusenkamp Perez. Um, and then Marie Glucin-Camp Perez in Scamania County and uh, also in Clark County.
1: I'm actually so. surprised to hear that about Kellett's because weren't they the ones who yeah, um, the did local that party. straw poll mm-hmm. where the, Joe Kent was like way <laughs> way way up?
2: <laughs> yeah, like I think 95%. they also the local yeah. party also censured her yeah. as well, which shows a little what we've talked about before—the disconnect between Republicans who live in a county and the
1: actual rep- party.
2: The actual party, yeah,
1: yeah, that's crazy. Mm, we'll talk more about that later.
2: Uh, and
0: one more time, just to just to just to say goodbye. <laughs>
2: got another sound clip. And it seems to me oh, Gosh. <laughs> you
1: lived your life like a candle in <sighs> the oh, wind.
2: Yeah. Good tunes.
1: That was good, Aaron. Good job.
2: <laughs> too soon. It's too soon. I hope you didn't work on that all day. Uh no,
0: I did that last night when I got home. Uh the other big race around here, the Lewis County Sheriff's race. Again, this doesn't necessarily mean anything. It's just kind of a it's a poll. It's, it's like the biggest exercise. poll you could possibly have this far into the race, I feel like. Yeah. Sure. The incumbent yeah. Rob Snaza picked up 60% of the vote, and the challenger Tracy Murphy got 38.01%, uh, unless that's been updated
2: since last night. It's probably a little bit different. I'll check it out while you chat. But
0: um, but yeah, that's a pretty big gap for Tracy Murphy to make up in a couple months, you know, is it, do we think it's a possibility? What does he have any, any tricks up his sleeves? I would
1: never big say pile of drugs. He's
0: going to unveil super trooper style.
1: <laughs> I would never say that someone winning or losing is an impossibility. I mean, that's just always, it, it's always possible for a candidate to pull ahead, but, um, but I, I don't know what would have to happen. I mean, I think like there's also with the primary there is sort of the lackadaisical thought that it's like, well, this doesn't really matter. And the fact that SNAZA has the name recognition is probably helpful. So I would imagine that even if nothing changed in the general election, it would be a bit closer, but, um, but yeah, we'll, we'll just have to see how that shakes out. Yeah, I think
2: I agree with Isabel. Like the turnout's like 35%. So I would think if I was a candidate, like your path would be to get people who aren't voting to vote and a good chunk of them. Yeah. Um, and on the other hand, like we've seen in the past, and granted, usually it's like the district-only elections. Like you'll see the primary and like district three for commissioner, for instance, and then by the time it opens up to everybody else, it just flips the other way almost like yeah. um, like mm-hmm. – so that happens. I don't know how often it happens in a straight-up two-person all-county race. but Do
0: you think Snaza will just completely stop pulling people over over the next three months <laughs> so
2: <laughs> nobody changes their vote? I don't uh, think
1: he it, spends a lot of his time pulling people yeah,
2: over. Yeah, that's probably true. The numbers are about the same. It's uh, 10,781 votes for 60.62% for Snaza, and then 38% flat for Tracy Murphy, okay. 6,758 votes.
0: Uh, the One of the other races, we've got a District 3 Commissioners race. The leaders are Scott Brummer and Harry Begwandan.
1: That is also uh, closely followed in third place by Jodary Jody Goble, which I'm going to pull up the most recent numbers. Right now, he has 18.52%. Um, And that gives Bagwandan 22% and Brummer 36 And And that's looking um, with the most recent update, like just having come in, it's looking like Bagwandan is likely to hold that place in second. Um, I talked to him last night and he was reticent to celebrate for sure, but he um, I think is looking forward to seeing how it goes. He also kind of said – Well, look at how well Snaza did in the primary. It makes sense, like, that so many people would also just be voting for Brummer right now because Snaza had endorsed him, and so maybe that will give him some more time to, like, make up the difference. But um, when we talked to Brummer, he was like, yeah, I don't really think I'm going to do anything differently, like, just going to keep pushing along. He's obviously put a lot of time and money and effort into the race, so. Yeah. Looking forward to seeing how that turns out.
0: Uh, Schwartz, any thoughts on the commissioner?
2: No, I think Isabel put it pretty well. That was one we had a general idea. You know, we talked about, had no idea how the other one would work out. We kind of figured, I I thought Goebel might be in that second spot and he came close, but um, you accurately predicted it would be Harry. Mm -hmm. Um, So, yeah, it'll be interesting to see. That'll open up to the whole county in November to vote on. And uh, yeah, we'll see how it goes. (laughs) Oh what are you doing?
1: What is this?
0: We have bad news, my boy Pete Crabb. <laughs> <laughs> Only five point two percent in the primary. I hate to see it. DJ had such high hopes. Uh, had such DJ high
1: hopes. for Crabby. Crab.
0: <laughs> Crabby. Stop the steel can party. Didn't get you in there. Turn
1: the music off now. I don't
0: think we can ever turn <laughs> this song off. <laughs> anyway, uh, yeah. Rest in peace to Pete Krabs' political ambitions and the opportunity to see East Lewis County
2: secede from Lewis County. There's also the Lewis County PUD race that got narrowed to two if you want to read about that at Cronline.com. And if you live in Centralia, you'll never vote in that race because you have Centralia City Light. That's right. And no elected officials. It's a dictatorship. It is taxation without
0: representation. (laughs) Uh, Any other election stuff you guys want to touch on?
2: Uh, I don't think so. We got a lot of coverage up on Cronline.com. It was fun. Isabel outlasted everyone in the newsroom last night. Uh, she was still here when I left around 11 or so.
1: And I saw some crazy creature in China Creek when I left, so that was cool.
2: Yeah. Ah, yeah. The election badger. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it could have been a possum too. I heard something when I was out there earlier, and I'm pretty sure it's rats. But
1: Yeah, <laughs> I don't know. If, don't know if it they're... were, If it was a rat, it was a big rat, but it, it's not impossible that it was one. I'm not sure.
0: All right. When will these be, uh, when are they going to put a bow on them, declare them done?
1: County elections will be certified on August 16th, and statewide they will be certified on the 19th.
0: Okay. Uh, Our next news item, we got a bunch of fair business. You guys remember the fair? It's coming up later this month. Little Miss Friendly Candidates interview in hopes of becoming the living logo of the fair. There's 14 girls that uh, did interviews Monday night. Looking for that cape and sash. Five of them will go on to the next stage. They will be announced Thursday.
2: Somewhere. Hold on to your hats, people. This is the big one. Hold on to your capes and sashes. Little Miss Friendly's coming. I was sharing with the newsroom that this is actually a very sacred ritual. They don't do it this way anymore, but we used to get hand-delivered an envelope with the five finalist names on it, and it would be taped closed, and it'd say, do not open until 8 o'clock on Thursday, and then we would put it in the middle of the newsroom and kind of stare at it and just wonder what was inside. Yeah, and then you'd send Kyle Spur over to cover it.
1: Mm-hmm. Hold it up to the light and try to see if you can make out a name.
2: Yeah. yeah. This is the earliest we've ever jumped on the Little Miss Friendly competition. At Isabel's behest, we went to the interview portion, and I can't remember doing that before. So it's at least been many years. We sh- Usually we wait for the finalists. So
1: I think they did a good job of advertising it. I remember seeing when and where they were going to have the interviews a few times. So I it was sort of on my mind, and... I am not super familiar with the Little Miss Friendly process, to be honest, so I didn't really know like where it started, but I didn't know that we hadn't covered that, but it seems cool. So
2: I, I had heard that you were once considered a contender. For I the- was
1: not ever a contender. <laughs> I was never interviewed. I simply have been told by my parents that I, quote, would have been a good Little Miss Friendly, totally a shoe-in, and I didn't want to do it, and they still resent me for that.
2: I could see it. You're very friendly. You Speak very well. I could see that, and I could imagine a younger Isabel, like having some of the same traits. She
1: was a lot more rambunctious.
2: Have you thought about you know the old uh, what's the, the the Drew Barrymore movie where she goes back to school? Have you thought about never been kissed? <laughs> have, you, have, you, have you thought about uh, you know? Have I thought just about showing that? up with your mom? And-
1: just trying now.
2: I'm Isabel. I'm ten. <laughs> <laughs>
1: I think there are plenty of people who look at my face and think I'm 10 now. So maybe I could pass.
2: Now, the fair is August 16th through 21st. We will have a guide to the fair in the paper here pretty soon. Ooh. Just went to press today. All right. People get ready to print that bad boy or to buy a copy, I guess, not print it off. There's some cool stuff this year. <laughs>
1: hey, if you have the edition, they've you got can. the Globe
2: of Death where two, <laughs> two motorcyclists are going to ride around in there.
1: Oh, really? Yeah, like, they got where? one of those. It says that they've been trying cool.
2: to get that for years. There's a Lady Gaga experience. Okay. Go on. (laughs) It's free. There's a mullet (laughs) contest. There's a mullet contest. That's just the fair. Yeah. There's there's a lot of hypnotists, of course, magicians.
1: By the way, did you keep my thing where I called it Lewis County's hottest new country music album? Oh, yeah. (laughs) Yeah. So the theme is uh, neon lights and country nights. And in the intro to the fair guide, I wrote like which is either the fair theme or the name of... Yeah, anyways, just a little joke. Good bit, for the- good bit.
2: And while, while we're thanking the Lewis County Auditor's Office for their work on a nice, local, important tradition, shout-out to Pat Slusher Jr., if he ever should hear such a podcast, which I doubt, but uh, he's a kind of man behind the scenes over there, and he helped us get a lot of the info we needed for the fair guide, as he does every year.
0: All right, do you want to hear some bad fair news now? Yes. yes. Live bird exhibits, Cancelled! <laughs>
1: That was like the first time you've ever had the air horn actually happen at the same time you said the word. Uh,
2: Canceled this year due to bird flu. We got bad news for Aaron because I don't think he's checked the website since we uploaded today's news. Yeah, I just told him about about it. okay, gotcha.
1: But yeah, last week we learned the fair wouldn't host... Excuse me. Would not be hosting live birds because of the bird flu. And then today we learned that there is a rabbit disease nearby in Thurston County and rabbits will now not be allowed at the Sas- Southwest Washington Fair either. Is that your phone ringing? Highly unprofessional. There we go. Why is it connected to my headphones? It
2: auto-connects to the Bluetooth. Oh. It's a whole thing. I don't know how we're supposed to restart from that.
1: Anyways, <laughs> two bunnies in Thurston County died of rabbit hemorrhagic disease virus 2 also known as RHDV2. And Connie Riker said in a county meeting today, that's the director of the fair, by the way, or not the fair, but uh, like parks and recreation for the county. Mm -hmm. Um, This is an incredibly contagious, very fatal disease for rabbits. Adding later, it is a horrible way to die. Emphasis on the horrible. So no rabbits.
0: First they came for the birds and I said nothing. Because birds aren't real. <clears throat> and they came for the rabbits, and I said nothing. Because I don't care about rabbits that much. What's Jeez. next? I don't know. What do you care about at the fair? Besides your sewing. Yeah. <laughs> so Are you going to tell listeners sewing.
1: about that, by the way? What, sewing? That your mom...
0: That my mom corrected my sewing take?
1: Mm-hmm.
0: No, I can't remember what she said. Um, yeah, that's it. That's the fair. August sixteenth through twenty first. Be there. Bullet contests in, birds and rabbits out. Death Globe in. Uh, next news item. Yeah, the Death Globe sounds sweet. Speaking of Death Globes, Svenson survives recall effort, remains Lewis County Republicans chairman.
2: <sighs> I don't the know how that's speaking of Death Globes.
0: <laughs> <but> okay. <laughs> the precinct committee officers had their meeting on Monday and it was live streamed and it was entertaining. It was. I watched most of it. I had a good time. I watched a good chunk of it too, and I could not believe what I was
2: watching.
1: I didn't watch, and I didn't go. And
2: this had been your story, but we got our our new reporter in, who we'll bring up here one of these days, Owen Sexton. And this was his first assignment. We just sent him in, and he did a great job. (laughs) He
1: was great. And then, yeah, we were like, also, here are a bunch of other crazy things. We also handed
2: him flooding and then uh, Port of Centralia.
1: Which those are like three of the most complicated things I could think to hand him, but he was great. And I'm I'm glad that I got to have a night off.
0: Anyway, at the meeting, the precinct committee officers voted 24-22 in favor of keeping Chairman Brandon Svenson, who's also the mayor of Winlock.
1: Also uh, a sidebar that I don't even think is probably worth mentioning, but I am already doing it. Um, they voted 40-24. Four to 22 in favor, but also they needed, like, a super majority, I believe, so.
2: At least 32
1: votes. Yeah.
2: Okay.
0: Uh, the executive board started the meeting by explaining it wasn't his recent, it wasn't only his recent behavior that triggered the recall, but a litany of issues going back over a year. And then the PCOs went ahead and gave him the green light to keep uh, making headlines and doing Interesting things, because the only thing that matters is accusing your fellow Republicans of being Democrats and infiltrating the counter-Republican operation and providing a neighboring newspaper with fodder befitting a gossip column in the best of ways.
2: Yeah, that was wild. I don't even want to talk about it on here specifically, but yeah, the paper to the South really went off on the issue. It was a and, juicy and, and, read. Name, you, names and city benches. Yes. <laughs>
1: you you didn't um, read through the notes clearly because Aaron definitely put the letter about that. Oh, no. Don't the, spoil
2: it. No. We're not. That's not our content, Aaron. Stay away from it. The, <laughs> Go check out the Lewis County news for that. We're sticking to the official proceedings. Uh, anyway, Svenson called
0: all the complaints slander and declined to address them in his rebuttal, instead pointing out record fundraising. Mm-hmm. Uh, some supported Svenson while others opposed him, with one going as far as to accuse Svenson of being one of the Democratic infiltrators he had been
2: talking about earlier.
1: I really want to know who that was.
2: That was my favorite part. I literally gasped, and I was like was he (laughs) like it was a (laughs) scooby-doo moment like you catch the villain at the end he lifts vincent's head off it's insley (laughs) (laughs) i knew it (laughs) um the idea like (laughs) why would democrats
0: infiltrate this they we just determined with the callitz county straw poll that they don't actually nothing
2: means anything unless they've been infiltrated Hmm? god damn it
1: (laughs) also like not just for the republicans but who would want to infiltrate, like, the opposite local party in, like... Who it, has it, that kind of Nobody time? wants to uh, what's do the, that. The, what's the
2: project? Well, Anne, I can't... It's Project Octopus? No, the guy... the <laughs> <What>? cons- <laughs> The conservative guy that, like, infiltrates liberal organizations all the time? I'll look no, it up. I, don't know. I should know it off the top of my head. Everybody's listening to this. Just the idea that... It was a star that said...
0: He's pretty sure some of the people in the meeting were Democrats infiltrating the Republican party meeting so they can get CRT going.
1: Like, how important do you think you are, to be honest? I'm, I'm sorry, but like, (laughs) it's just not that important to everyone else in the public. What happens in the local Republican party?
0: No, not at all. And also just like, imagine, just imagine this going on. Like there's somebody that's sitting at the back of the meeting quietly. And then at one point they're like, yeah. And how about CRT? I heard it's actually pretty great. (laughs) <laughs> oh, I don't know you guys. I think women should have a right to abortion. <laughs> <laughs> You guys heard about this socialism? I had some socialism the other day and uh tell you. I didn't hate it. <laughs> <laughs> I,
1: <laughs> oh, that's so funny.
0: I was getting coffee and the the
2: barista said happy holidays and I said, you too. And you know what? I didn't burn. <laughs> I don't know, the New York Times actually reported last year a story on uh, progressive groups being infiltrated by conservative groups. Like that was a thing, so maybe they're just worried about that.
1: I guess. I don't I don't know. Maybe Who has I'm the time just, to work their way not- up
2: the like the power structure of the local party? <laughs> the people know? on that committee have been there for decades. I
1: it's a maybe long I'm just con. like not savvy to all of this, but I yeah, I don't know. It's just wild to me.
2: <laughs> anyway.
0: Uh, yeah. The big takeaway, you can do whatever you want and nobody's going to hold you accountable as long as you yell louder than the next guy and just deny everything.
2: Uh, it was handled democratically. There's not a whole lot I would say about that. People have their opinions that are actually going to these meetings and know these people. I know which column I would have voted in for sure, but they mm-hmm. at least voted on it. Everyone was civil. Arnie Davis talked with Svenson at the end after being one of the people that wanted him out. Um, yeah,
1: it sounds like
2: at least it's over for now. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, he's learned his lesson.
1: It sort of sounds to me like one of the biggest takeaways actually <laughs> was like this is uh reflective of a larger division in the Republican Party nationwide and it seems like a lot of the PCOs who even if they disagreed with Svensson's behavior or takes or whatever, felt like voting him out would just be like another well, step be- of that division or like signaling the brokenness of their party. I think they just, I think a lot of them were really thinking about like the way that was going to look. I, I don't know. That's just kind of what I feel.
0: It'd
2: be giving in to the woke mob. <laughs> <laughs> Anyway, I um, do you miss yeah. the kindness in politics, though. That's, I mean, that, that sounds super lame, but, like, I miss, like... I guess I'm, I'm old and stupid. Like, I miss like McCain and Obama. <laughs> like, they could not have been different, but yeah. they agreed with each other. And even locally, we had all sorts of races like that. And for the most part, our candidates are very civil and like talk to one of even the most heated races. But
1: also, like, the
2: party doesn't want to play that way. And maybe those become two different playgrounds like, political candidates, and then you got your party. Like,
1: it's also wild to think about the fact that in these races that are so heated, like, considering how much the Murphy and Snaza campaign has been wrapped up in this like Republican stuff. Um, I mean, I would be willing to vet that on like 85% of issues, Snaza and Murphy align. Like,
0: Oh, I bet it's higher than that.
1: Like, you know, they're both Republicans. They both want, I'm sure their missions align for the community, which is just to like make it a safer, better place to live. And, I would be willing to bet that for like almost all of these races that they agree on almost everything. And it's very small. The differences between, yeah, I don't know. It's like, I have yet to see one actual like policy issue that either of those two candidates or even like the candidates in the commissioner race or anything really want to talk about or disagree on. Like, I mean, I, I, sound like an old person saying this but it really has become such an identity politics thing with like in lewis county and outside of it and the the talks about like how we're going to affect the policy really really get lost when it all comes down to are you actually a rhino are you actually a republican like none of that why does that matter where you fall on the spectrum? If you guys like align, I don't know. It's just, it's just about what your identity is. It's very odd.
0: Yeah. It's getting, getting pretty weird out there. Do you I have hope that?
1: Wasn't too hot.
0: No, that was not too hot of a take.
2: Yeah, it was fine.
0: I got nothing to add. All right. Well, if you have nothing to add to your roof <laughs> because you can't reach it or maybe you don't know how to fix a roof. I mean, you have one. Maybe you should call our sponsor, the Roof Doctor. They make house calls. They do. What else do they do? They, I, if I remember correctly, they do free estimates.
2: Free House estimates. calls,
0: if you will. They provide roofing, roof repair, roof cleaning, and emergency roofing to Olympia, Chehalis, Tacoma, Shelton, Hoquim, and Longview. Maybe you've got multiple houses. Maybe you're an Airbnb magnet and you need all the roofs. Call the Roof Doctor. They can cover you if, you've, if your houses happen to be in those areas. Good job, Aaron. Uh, you can call them at 360-634-8255 or visit theroofdoctor.com. Use code NEWSDUMP and get one free roof. Free estimate. One free Estimate on estimates. a roof. Yeah. Uh, our next news item, <laughs> uh, not funny. Neighbor makes life-saving call as Rochester fire burns two structures and threatens 35 more. Uh, Isabel, you covered this, right?
1: Yes. Uh, There was a fire. Well, actually, the day that it was happening, I was partying. I mean, not really, but my parents had a party for my new brothers-in-law. But So I wasn't really paying attention. I had no idea how bad it was. And then the next day, I woke up to a text from Thurston County Fire Authority Chief, um, West Thurston Fire, sorry, uh, Robert Scott, and it was like, hey, come out to this fire in Rochester. We're doing mop-up today, and you can talk to Cruz and the property owner. And then I opened Slack and The Chronicle Facebook, and it was like this insane, nearly catastrophic fire. So we went out there, and um, on Sunday morning, it was, it was a crazy sight. Like, there were hornets everywhere like really really angry bees because their nests had just been like burned up and there was smoke everywhere and like this guy's house was raised to the ground and I saw like glass from cars that had melted down onto the metal and like aluminum had melted which means it was like over 1200 degrees in the center of that fire it was really crazy town and if you um, didn't see the Tuesday paper, we had like three pages with story and photos on it, but we have a ton of coverage still on our Facebook and on cronline.com if you want to read more about it. But definitely the work of DNR and Westeros and Fire and all the other agencies that responded. It sounds like there were at least like 40 people who were responding from various agencies, but um, it was a, it was a, very possibly life-saving effort that they did and certainly prevented something from, like, ruining an entire neighborhood. And um, then also one of the things that I focused on in the story was the neighbors of the guy whose house burned down called him and, like, got him out of his house when they realized the fire was growing and, like, 15 minutes later his house had burned down. Wow. It was crazy. It was a very emotional day, like talking to that guy and the neighbors, but um, it's it was also very moving and the story about a community coming together and helping each other.
2: And not burning
0: down. Yeah. Very cool. Uh, next story, Lewis County PUD saves a cat and prevents power outage. Uh, this is Monday afternoon, Ken and Julie Wiseman. They got a knock on their door in Chehalis. From a stranger who asked them about a cat atop a power pole down the street, asked if it was theirs. Uh, they hadn't seen their own cat Raven in a few days, but that was typical. Um, they have four male cats who often wander into neighbors' homes and whatnot. So anyway, they went and checked things out and saved the cat. And if the cat had gone one more pole over, it would have hit a transformer and caused all kinds of trouble.
2: I liked your description on the cat's fur touching the line and it shooting out sparks.
1: Yeah. He is a fluffy cat, too. Oh, Also, every time I looked at the picture of him, which was on the front page on Saturday, I was just like, oh, he's so cute. He just has the cutest face.
2: Ken Wiseman is a very cute man.
1: (laughs) Yeah, I was going to ask. Yeah, Ken. Best Uh, of Lewis uh, County,
2: first ballot hall of famer, just like we mentioned last week. He wins (laughs) grocery checker every year. Yeah. Mm-hmm.
1: It was mm-hmm. fun going out to their place, especially because this was like a mm, 10 minute interview, but we were there for like an hour because we were just talking. It was fun. Yeah, cool.
2: Good story. Yeah, you have had a week. You've had, like, you've had some interesting stories. Yeah. <laughs> These are like really <laughs> adding up and I'm like, man, this is a lot. <laughs> uh, next item, county looks That's into 911
0: call from Morton that was reportedly not answered. A Morton resident said a brush fire started 200 feet from her house on Highway 12 on Thursday, but when she dialed 911 about the fire, nobody answered. Temperatures were in the 90s and according to county manager Eric Martin, dispatchers were overworked due to short staff, but at the time he said the call center was just really busy. They didn't have they actually did have enough people. They are looking into it.
2: It's one of those, uh, I didn't talk to him directly. I don't think I ever have, but I appreciate Eric Martin being like immediately transparent on it. Like not like I'll call you back after. He was just like, oh yeah, we saw the post. We were really busy. And then just kind of laid it out for you. Like right right as you called him. That was a story I didn't think we would get Mm because there's other county managers would have dragged that out a bit.
1: Mm -hmm. Well, I think Eric Martin and a lot of the communicators in Lewis County and with the county are savvy to the fact that if they are transparent with the media, then uh, the problem goes away pretty quickly. Like they're gonna sort it out. They say, we're gonna talk to the person And then what is the role of us? Like, we've already reported on it. It We move on. But if if they had just not talked about it, then we would be like, now they're covering up something that is... What are you hiding? Yeah, that seems like a mistake. And then how many other mistakes were there? And then we start looking into that. And it's like, it can go one way or the other. And I think that he's very smart about that. And I... I think that's exactly the way to do it.
2: Understanding too that with nine one one, this one was relatively minor. The woman was like quick enough and smart enough to also call the local department, which yeah. I thought was very good thinking. Um, and it's the only one we know of. It's not like we've heard of this before. And I think you just nip it in the butt right away. Yeah. <laughs> like yeah. if you put the story yeah. out and others have had that experience, we haven't heard from anyone else that hasn't been able to get yeah. through. So it does sound like a fluke.
1: Also, I hope that didn't sound like threatening the way I was saying no, it. No. I, I, w- ho- I wanted it to be a compliment of his work.
0: Yeah. It's, it's admirable that he's like, Hey, look, you know, it was hot and here's what happened. And you know, he like addressed it, which is good.
1: Yeah. I think the, the caller was really happy to see it in the paper too. She, she said sort of just like, thanks for getting this out there. It's good to be heard.
0: All right. One more news item. Uh This one sucks. It's about Miguel Soto, who is a 20-year-old young man from Toledo who drowned in the Chehalis River out in Adna on Friday. Um, just be really careful when you're swimming.
2: That's all. Yeah, he sounded like a great kid. Uh, Isabel, of course, did this one too and spoke with his parents and uh, sounded like just a, a lovely kid. Um, and he was the
1: homecoming king, yeah. which is lovely. And, yeah, his his family obviously adored him and... It was, it was a pleasure to speak with them and learn about him, but it's obviously such a tragedy.
0: Yeah. He was a, uh, a pretty good athlete out of Toledo too, played football, basketball. I think he did track or something too. Yeah, um, it sounds like he but, went
1: to state in all three of those at some point too.
0: Mm-hmm. So yeah, it sucks. Um, I don't know. Just be really careful, especially if you're swimming out on that particular trestle right off the Willapa Hills Trail. Um, There's always cars out there. It's right off 603 behind Hillcrest. There's always trouble there. The water is deceptive. You know,
2: stay out of it. It seems like once a year, once every two years, something like this happens, unfortunately.
0: Yeah. Anyway, with that, we are going to take a quick break. Hi, this is Jacek from Summit Funding.
2: Here's what a recent client is saying about us.
0: Hi, this is Chad Taylor. Have you been thinking about
1: purchasing or refinancing your current home? The team at Summit Funding is the best in class. Looking for a conventional FHA, VA, USDA, jumbo, or even a reverse mortgage? Trust the team at Summit Funding. Coralie and I did, and we couldn't be happier. Thank you to all of our past clients. If you have any questions, give us a call at 360-330-4037.
0: All right, we're back with Tales from the Takes page. We've really only got one, and it's a letter about dancing. The letter just says, let's go dancing. And then a the guy talks about how
2: you should join him to dance in on Alaska
1: In a square dancing group. It was yeah. really lovely. Very so, positive.
2: Another quick one. We also had uh, Bob Moorbacher. He did his monthly commentary and i really enjoyed his entry his intro where he was like either in person or on social media someone will snark about Centrella College and say they only support straight trade schools in fact i've seen it a few times in response to these guest editorials well let me break some big news right here Centrella college is a trade school
1: wow <laughs> it did it really is.
2: well online people liked it yeah very cool it is centra college good school i learned my trade there yeah you learned I, your trade there kind of yeah Drinking to excess. Uh,
0: I didn't learn that until I got to Idaho. <laughs> Thank you. Uh, People's champion of the week: Centralia Mayor, who was selected as best woman by
2: the United Way. <laughs> it's actually Woman of <laughs> Distinction, but we went with Woman of the Year in the headline because it is the United Way's essentially Woman of the Year award. So that was Centralia Mayor Kelly Smith Johnston,
0: who was given a bouquet of flowers at the Power of the Purse event.
1: It was lovely and they talked about this program that she's piloting in Centralia schools um, to get like free period supplies into middle schools and then hopefully like get that across the county. So it was a and then with her work as mayor and everything and just being in the city council for a while I thought that was a really cool choice.
2: I think she's a good choice, too. She's been uh, wonderful in all my interactions with her, and I think a couple of them, maybe even most of them, I don't know, have been, like, initiated by something she didn't like, maybe not even an error, but something she didn't like in the paper, and she's one of those people who isn't calling to, like, be mad at you. She's calling to just be like, so what's the best way to figure this out?
1: Yeah, yeah. She does a lot of work with United Way, as I remember, and um, a lot of just community service, so.
0: All right. So it's a dual award.
1: Also, we have the Lewis County Auditor's Office.
0: Well, let's wait and see how this election plays out. Because (laughs) if my favorite candidate doesn't win, then obviously the election is rigged (laughs) and the auditor was in on it.
2: Uh, Yeah, I mean, it took like 10 minutes from the final, like the results to come out last night. And I just took one, like, wary look at twitter and it was already just like these numbers aren't adding up and it was show it was a it was a screen grab of just joe kent and herrera butler it's like there's no way herrera butler got more than joe kent and then someone shared the same screenshot that went down like two more inches that had uh saint john in it mm-hmm. it's pretty funny
0: yeah there's a lot of people on twitter uh posting like it like single county results and be like actually joe kent's winning and you're all wrong and yeah like, well I don't think you understand how elections work, but thank you for
2: your... The auditor's office has been putting up with that crap for years now, so...
0: Yeah. You know what? They're all winners. They're both winners. Uh, Siren's banger of the week. This one just got thrown in our Slack channel. Seven people were reportedly punching a vehicle on National Avenue on Sunday.
1: (laughs) I just want to know what that looks
2: like. I wonder what kind of car it was. The log Uh, isn't always rich on details, so...
1: (laughs) I need to know what was going on. (laughs) And, And, like... Okay. Automatically you just sort of assume that there are seven people standing around one car punching it and then like you My have to first think imagination that has
2: to be, was seven people in a row taking a turn.
1: Oh, see, so okay. It Maybe doesn't make any
2: sense, but that's how I envisioned it.
1: I just assumed that everybody would see it the way that I did. But <laughs> I was just then also thinking like, well, must be like a funny thing they're doing, and then somebody calls the police about it. Like, I just really need to know what happened here.
2: It's probably tragic and long. We'll you were one of those seven
1: people. Comments. Please yeah, get a hold me. of
0: us. Uh, there was also a ton of posts, or one post about a, a bunch of reports of dogs in cars, and the commenters were quick to jump in and declare that anybody that left their dog in the car, even for a moment on a cold day, they should be put in prison. Murdered. Murdered. Yeah. Without trial. Mm-hmm. Murder them instantly.
2: <laughs> um, anyway. An eye
1: for an eye, you know. That that solves all the world's I problems. That that dog, That's the end of that yeah. quote?
2: Yeah. That dog up in Whatcom County, they arrested the owner after they left their dog out on a balcony and... They took a surface temperature when they got out there and it was 135. Yeah, that's like so literally horrible. cooked the dog. Like, so awful. Yeah, so.
0: Okay, that instance is bad. Yeah.
1: No, I mean it's definitely like don't leave your dog in a car. Everybody knows that. I just can never stand the Facebook comments that are like, Oh, this person was a criminal. We should kill them.
0: Oh, we'll like, get to that.
2: <sighs> yeah. Facebook mafia.
0: Uh, let's see. Facebook comments of the oh, week. Boy. Uh, on the third district election results, one comment, mail-in ballot strike again. Just like that for 25 years now, sir. Uh, another comment, not a fan of either, comma, comma, comma. Can't judge him as of now, space, comma. But he was a Bernie Sanders liberal at one point and Oregon Democrat. But who's to say Trump was a flaming liberal at one time as well? this guy just warping his mind into pretzels.
1: I love how, like, this is just stream of consciousness just right in the comment section. Like, no, nothing was added, but it wasn't bad. (laughs) Yeah, It was just like, I'm thinking really hard.
0: Uh, this one was right <laughs> before the election. There was a preview story on Jamie Herrera Butler. The comments were bye-bye stupid. It's time to get some real Republicans in there.
1: Uh, another comment.
0: I hope all the rhinos are voted out. If they're not, it's just a sign of more voter fraud. used the wrong there in my book, go Trumpers exclamation point, exclamation point, exclamation point. Comment on that comment. This comment aged well. Um, I hate the call in
2: your shot on the voter fraud. Like Like, go us, and if we don't win, F you. (laughs) The only way we could lose is if there's voter fraud.
0: It's really convenient
1: to just believe all the elections were stolen because then you never have to claim that you lost. I bet that feels really good. You
0: never have to look at a mirror. Um, On a post about the candidates who voted to impeach the former president and how they're surviving the primaries thus far... (laughs) comment says quote assault on the u.s Capitol by a mob of the former president's supporters end quote seattle times article by a leftist whack job be better chronicle or change your name officially what else conical. would you
2: call it like i, I, I don't, I don't understand it was on live TV. they were wa- they were beating police with trump like, flags. Like, how... I, I don't yeah. get... Like, I just don't get how you develop this view and you're so certain of it that you... Because it, it wasn't... This wasn't even an opinion piece. It's just... It's just a, story. <laughs> this is just a news story. Uh, I've, on,
1: I've started using the word attack like, every time I write about it rather than, like, riot I mean, people or died. Like, but... Yeah, and there were... There were just a lot of other words that were thrown... Well, I'm trying to remember the other one, but, like, that were typically being used, and I've, like, decided to amp it up a little bit the last couple of times we've been writing about it just because it's, like, it needs to be expressed.
0: Do you mean the correct term, which is a slightly rambunctious tour? <laughs> um, on a comment about the Lewis County commissioner race and the results, there's a photo of Brummer and Bigwandan. Comment says, at least one of these guys remembers his manners and takes his hat off inside. I guess his head must be cold. It's hmm. a little... I mean, I don't know. Yeah. I wasn't even sure if they were inside. the. I, I do appreciate he's
1: wearing a hat right now. That's
2: true. Wow. I know. Uh, on Lewis. you always know when you enter a meeting though, if Ron April's there, cause he always sets his hat somewhere nearby. Yeah. In the entrance.
1: Yeah. When I was describing card. the Lewis County Republicans to Owen, I was like, Oh, the guy with the cowboy hat, that's going to be Ron April. Mm-hmm. I mean, Yeah. Sometimes it's nice if somebody has a signature look, because then you can just identify them.
0: Yeah. Uh, on Little Miss Friendly, comment says, I wish they did a Little Miss Friendly for toddler age girls as well, like ages two to five. They could maybe learn from the older girls and be a part of events through the county. I don't know. Like, I think one's enough.
2: Yeah, It'd be fine. I have a five-year-old, like and a, I wouldn't enter her.
0: Do we need, like, a two-year-old just out there? Choose
2: a little old. young for the pageant world, I feel just like. Just out there. Pooping in diapers and... Yeah, yeah, you you can't have a living logo that requires diaper changes. That's not right.
1: I just feel like when I was (laughs) being asked to enter Little Miss Friendly, I was old enough that I knew I didn't want to do it. And I think at two, (laughs) you might not
0: be. I mean, they've got the baby races. Like, that's that's enough.
1: No, I... There are plenty of parents who get their kids involved in performance early on. And if they want to do that, that's like their prerogative. These kids have
0: a few gap years before they decide if they want to be Little Miss Friendly or not. Yeah. Uh, On a story about an Auburn gas station clerk fatally shooting a robbery suspect. Comments included, yes, play stupid games, get permanent prizes. Make stupid choices, win a funeral. Sweet, it's about time. Good for the clerk. Just a ton of commenters out there absolutely horny for stories about killing criminals.
2: I don't know. That doesn't frustrate me like it does you. I I guess it's it's nice to see the store owner that didn't get shot or something. And if you watch the video, the dude came marching in with a giant rifle, and this, like, 80-year-old clerk was just like, LOL, and just, like, shot his arm off.
0: Yeah, like, and that's fine. Just the amount of people that are just torqued up. Just like, yes,
2: justice. They're cheering for the good guy. Like, how do you know the? Because he walked in with a massive rifle aimed at the counter. But, like, <laughs> yes, <that laughs> okay, but like yeah.
1: in this situation, the bad guy dies. And, like... No, I
0: don't... Oh, yeah, you did. You're right. Yeah. Yeah, it's it's the... Just so gleeful at murder it, part that gets to me.
1: I'm I am also not a fan of these kinds of comments. I just think it's, it's like, so... Let's just remember our, like, golden rule and the like basic good way to live life is remembering that an eye for an eye makes the whole world go blind. It's like, this is just not, that's not the justice system. That's not how this stuff gets sorted out. I don't want the store clerk to be robbed from, and I don't want him to die either, but that doesn't mean it's cool that this guy died. Like that's never cool.
0: Yeah. I mean, look, if you're thinking about leaving a comment, congratulating somebody on murder, maybe just Click the like button and move on.
1: I feel like it's just a betrayal of like a basic human kindness. I I don't know.
0: Uh, comment on a 1933 photo of a Centralia flood. Let's see, 1933. They were in their 23rd year of studying the problem. Look how far we've come in the last 50 years. We now put sticks in the river and tell everyone how high the water is. And my favorite comment of the week, which has occurred on every single post on The Chronicle's Facebook page. After leaving my previous job 12 months ago, I've had some good luck out there about this website, which was a lifesaver to me. They offer jobs for which people can work online from their house. My latest paycheck after working for them for four months was $14,520. The amazing thing about that is the only thing required is simple typing skills and access to the Internet.
1: Did you click the link? Of
2: course not. I was just corrected in real time, so I'm sorry. That's why I stepped away. I'll tell no. you what it is when you when you want to know. Well, I want to know, and can you tell? I us I erroneously be paper? reported that uh, in the Pco races with three candidates. You probably knew this and just didn't see it. That the next two would be on the general. No, it's just whoever won this one won it. It doesn't matter how many candidates there are. Oh, yeah. So if there's three pers- three PCOs in a race, they just... Anyways, we will issue a correction. Wait, it's oh, fixed wait, online. wait, wait,
1: wait. Say, say that one more there's time. There's no
2: PCO elections in the general election.
1: Oh, I didn't know that.
2: Yeah, so just if there's three, we had assumed general election rules would apply, top two, and I so the other two would move that was on. The case, but it wouldn't matter if there was five candidates; only one would move on from this. So, okay, now we know this is okay. the deepest we've ever reported on PCOs. I think so. Absolutely, we're learning yeah. a lot. <sighs> yeah, a lot of big PCO races out there. <laughs> uh, uh, you asked what's going to be in the paper.
0: Yeah, what's happening in Thursday's paper?
2: Uh, we talked about a lot of it today. We're a little off because normally we do this on Tuesdays. I can and tell you
1: some stuff that'll be Saturdays. Yeah, yeah
2: let, let Isabel tell you what's going to be on Saturdays.
1: We um, got to tour the new Veterans Affairs mobile medical unit that was set up at the Veterans Memorial Museum today. Uh, and we talked to Congresswoman Jamie Herrera-Butler, who was there. And then... Tomorrow, I will be joining Lee Gross um, at the Tall Timber Restaurant and Lounge in Randall. And we'll be talking about funding Forest service roads. And also, that is where the veterans gather to talk about coffee and to have coffee and to talk about health services and stuff. So likely, there will be more conversation about the mobile medical unit. And anyways, it'll all tie in. It'll be interesting.
2: All right, cool. Any any other stuff? Uh, Matthew Zylstra, reporter, went over to Shales West, I believe, and talked to... I think to it
1: was Woodland Estates. ...for
2: 100 years old. Yeah, Woodland Village, right? Yeah, um, Woodland Estates. The Centenarians, which I once called a centurion in mm-hmm. print. A centurion? Yeah, you know, I printed like a it. a Roman soldier? It is. Mm-hmm.
0: <laughs> At least you didn't call him a centaur.
2: I didn't, so mm-hmm. that's good. Anyway,
0: that should be in there, too. Uh, in closing... We're sponsored by summit funding and the roof doctor leave a review and a rating on apple podcasts if you like uh, yeah whatever thanks for listening we'll talk to you next week and we will have more election results but no more music